Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good. I had to break out the big coats today. I don't know what happened there. Fall's done. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the winter. We went from zero to sixty on the fall to the to the to the winter, I think. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. But glad to glad to be back this week and we wanna we kind of do a rundown of the the college uh, fall season. We're going to kind of split this up into a couple of different episodes, but want to do a rundown of some Division One schools. But before we before we get to that, some congratulations are in order from from Q School last week. Yeah, uh, Braden Thornberry was playing down in Florida, and he uh, he made it through to the final stage of Q School, which that'll be played in the middle of December. So he'll join um, Hayden Buckley. Um, as they both try and you know enhance their status on that tour, and also uh, it's cool to watch Braden. Uh, he almost Monday qualified yesterday for the Mayakoba down in Mexico. He was in a three-way playoff, uh, I believe two spots. Got down, I think he saw what he missed about a you know seven-foot putt for I think it may have been for par to uh, to make that spot. But you know Braden, he's playing well right now. He's um, put up some good scores at Q School, and, and I hope it can take that momentum into the third round, final round down there, and, and and really get himself in a good position to play next year. Yeah, for sure. And this is definitely that time of year when when guys are looking for status and looking to you know try to start to make their move towards the PGA Tour. It's weird at the different times of year where. People are trying to round into form, but these guys in, in Q school and fighting for that, you know, enhanced status on the Corn Ferry Tour is, you know, getting as much status as they can. This is the time of year that it needs to be rounded into form, and looks like that's, you know, Braden is trending in the right direction right now. Yeah, definitely. He had some good rounds, and I think the key is you got to keep that keep that big number away. I think one, you know, one round out of four, just like on tour, you know, can really can really make or break you. So he's he's really been playing consistent, and, you know, that, that's good to see. I would love to see both of those guys out there playing every week on uh, on Corn Ferry next year, and hopefully they can take that next step after that. That'd be great to see. Yeah, no doubt. I did a little looking on, on Corn Ferry status and kind of how it plays out over this last stage of, of Q School, and it looks like the top 40 guys get pretty decent status, which is, yeah, I think that's, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a, a little more than a quarter of the field or maybe a little more than that. But you get I think they get eight starts before a reshuffle and then the top ten get a few more than that. And then the only the winner of the, the Corn Ferry Finals gets full status for the year. But right. in those reshuffles it typically looks like I mean you only have to make a cut or two and you're you kind of shuffled into a pretty good status for the rest of the year. So I know yeah, that's those, what those guys are eyeing. Yeah, those reshuffle points are huge, and you've you've got to get off to a pretty decent start, at least in a couple of events, to kind of keep that momentum and build those number of starts on what you get into. It's it's definitely a uh, kind of a, a puzzle as to how all that fits together with how you play and how how that shuffling works. But that's 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 what they're after for sure. Yeah, and so obviously we're wishing those guys the best, and we're going to do a gr- as good a job as we can tracking that and keeping everybody updated. So. Looking forward to that. But now as we kind of transition into the, you know, the meat of the show for this week, let's 
Let's talk about some of the the fall seasons for some of these Division One schools, and we'll cover small schools in the, in the next episode. But we're going to kind of go through the ladies' teams in Division One, and then we're going to hit the guys' teams. So, Matt, where do you where do you want to start? Yeah, we'll start with the Ole Miss ladies. I mean, they have had an incredible um, fall season this year. Out of five events, they've got three victories. Currently, according to Golf Stat, they are ranked eleventh in the country. Uh, they've got a team scoring average of 71.35 uh, with three victories. They uh, started out the year in New Mexico, finished third. They won the, the uh, Golf Week Conference Challenge in Colorado, which is a really strong field. Turned around, um, went to Medina in Chicago and finished second in the Illinois Invitational at Medina. And then ended up winning their next two events, one at Texas State uh, in San Marcos, Texas. They won that with a 28 under par um, total, which was um, that's pretty incredible. That's a solid um, score. Yeah, they won that event by 10, uh, just to kind of. So there was, there was a lot of, there was some low scoring there. But they, second place was Texas Tech, uh, 10 shots behind. And then wrapped up in Mexico, um, finished first, was hosted by TCU. And that one was highlighted by uh, Julie Johnson winning that event. Final round, 61, which I think is a NCAA uh, record for the lowest score. So finished that around with 61, finished at 13 under for the, for the week. Really incredible um, fall for the ladies. And as I mentioned there, they're 11th in the country. Um, looking at some of the individual stats, uh, Julia is ranked 42nd individually in the NCAA right now. Her scoring average of 70.78 and obviously has that one tournament victory. Uh, Kennedy Swan, who's a, a senior for them, she's got 57th average score of 71.58. And then uh, they got one more. Connor Beth Ball is just outside the top 100 at 108. So, you know, some really strong play going into, you know, with this, this fall season for these ladies. Yeah, they are definitely trending in the right direction. I know they've had pretty successful seasons over the last couple of years, and I know that they've they've got this thing pointed in the right direction. I know they'll take a break for the winter and and get back out there this spring with the ultimate goal of you know making it again to the national championship and trying to get into that match play and and, and take home a national championship. Yeah, so they they keep that strong play. I mean, they've really strong numbers, uh, scoring averages in that you know sixty ones. Um, so it's great start for them. They'll move on to Mississippi State. Um, they've really had another strong year themselves. They're ranking. I mean, they're twenty ninth in the country. So they're. I mean, they, they've they've played really well themselves too. Uh, they started in that same tournament in uh, New Mexico. They finished sixth. Uh, they played at Vanderbilt uh, at the Mason Rudolph. Uh, they were finished sixth there. They went to Norman, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma University hosting. Finished third there. Finished second in their hosting at Waverly, and then uh, finished tenth at University of Houston in the Bahamas. Um, you know they're led by Ashley Gilliam. She is ranked seventy uh, fourth as a, as a freshman coming in. So off to a good start for her. Um, 71.54 scoring ever 71.41 for her her low is 70 so far this season so i mean they're also playing really well um looking for them to continue that as they go into their fall season as well so our you know our two big sec schools are really playing some good golf yeah that's that's impressive for a for a true freshman to be to be leading that squad i knew she was talented coming in but for you know a lot of things that don't always translate to the college game but she has done a very good job of just picking up where she you know kind of has 
shown in that junior career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, no, they're real, they're happy to have her and off to a good start. And we'll finish up with Southern Miss ladies. Um, they're they're definitely in a, in a building program over there. Uh, their first three events, uh, they were 14th, 15th, and 11th. They've got I think they've got a smaller team. They only got. Uh, you know, seven or eight, seven or eight girls on the team. Mostly internationals look like, you know, a couple of scoring averages in the mid 70s. So, you know, they're looking to, to build and, and kind of really get that program going. So they're, um, you know, playing in some good events. Um, they played in, in the same one as uh, they played in the States event and they yeah, finished 11th there. So, um, you know, they're looking to hit, hit their stride going into their conference USA next, next semester and see if they can build some momentum and get some of these young players to go in for them. Yeah, for sure. And I know that's, you know, it, it gets hard when, you know, you know, firsthand on the recruiting trail, even on a, on a smaller yeah. school level, but, but even for a division one program like Southern Missa, you know, that, that recruiting trail is, is hard and, and building it is tough and, I know they're working yeah. hard to, to grow to grow that team where, where to where it needs to be. Yeah, it's it, it's a process. I mean, you you're you're trying to attract um, strong players. I think they're they're definitely hitting the international side right now. And um, yeah, it's it's a couple year process it takes to really get that to a point where you're happy and, and you're really making some good progress there. For sure. And now let's uh, we can kind of transition into the into the men's teams. What uh what order you want to go in for these guys? We'll stick with Ole Miss in the beginning. They are currently ranked 35th in golf stat. Um, you know, they've, they've had a pretty good start as well. They started out at Wisconsin. Um, they finished third there. Uh, went to Northwestern outside of Chicago. Finished second there. A little bit slip up. They went to uh, Alabama and just outside of Birmingham. Finished eighth. Uh, they went to Eastern Tennessee. Finished fourth. And then actually went to Hawaii. Had a really good finish there. and Finished second um, in that event. So, they're led in ranking by uh, their freshman, Jackson Suber. He comes in at 53rd in the country as, as a sophomore for him now. It's scoring average 70.47. He was a really good junior coming in and, and really expected him to come in and, and do well. He was he was their top finisher in four out of five events, finished in the top five in three of those. You know, he comes in with a scoring average, uh, according to this, 69.87, low of 65 uh, according to the Ole Miss website, you know, a couple other guys playing well. Sarut Bong Bongchast, I think I've said that wrong, but yeah, he had us at low of 65, of uh, 70.67. Uh, Jackson native Jack Nams had a good, strong season, uh, low of 68, 72.27 scoring average. So, I mean, they've got some good talent there, um, really playing well. Uh, led by some of their young guys as well. So that that's good to see. Uh, I think that it, it goes well for, for their future, um, you know, building that foundation of young guys and kind of grow and develop from there. Yeah, they definitely have – a young set of guys that are that are playing and you know stepping in and performing well at a at a young age. I know um, Cecil Wegner is out this year is is red shirt yeah. as he had a he's had a couple of hip surgeries and we wish him all the best as he he recovers. I know he had his second surgery a couple of weeks ago, but you know there's a lot of young guys right now stepping up and and filling some spots for some for some of the older guys that are you know haven't have been injured and and just kind of going from there. But it's the future looks bright for sure. Yeah, it's good to see also Charlie Miller stepping in there playing well. He's he's got a seventy one point three scoring average. He's he's kind of got some more playing time I think with in Cecil's spot. Um, so it's good to see him in there playing too. So we'll go to the Mississippi State. They are currently eightieth according to Golf State. 
that. So a decent year for them off to the start. So they uh, they've had a really good schedule. They played some really good places. Uh, they started out at Texas Tech, was hosted at Pebble Beach. Uh, I think we talked about this in a previous uh, episode. They finished sixth there. Uh, went to SMU at Trinity Forest, which looks like a really cool golf course. Finished 11th there. Then went to Notre Dame, finishes ninth, and then finished a year in Mobile where they actually won South Alabama. They actually were 19 under in that event and finished uh, second place to Arkansas State at five. So they won that event by 14. Yeah, led by uh, Ford Clegg, um, actually got the victory there, and Garrett Johnson finished second at ten and nine under. So uh, they really ended the season uh, in a really positive way. Clegg has a scoring average of seventy point nine two, Garrett seventy point seven five. So those those are definitely their two leaders right now. Um, low scores, you know, both sixty six. You know, they've they've got some good young guys there as well. So um, good to see both of those teams you know building some momentum. A really incredible schedule for state. They've, that's that's amazing. Some of the golf courses that, that they got to play this year. Yeah, that uh, I'm a little jealous of those those places they got to play over this fall. That probably helps helps the recruiting there. I guess yeah. you get to go play some of these iconic golf courses. Uh, that that, that can't hurt. And then, you, and then you practice it at Old Waverly and Mossy Oak every day. I think it's pretty pretty solid recruiting tools. Absolutely. Touch on Southern Miss. We talked got to talk to Eddie. Uh, kind of a preview again. I, I think they've they've had a pretty good start. They're also a really young team with a lot of new players. They sort out their season uh, hosting there on Ben and Hattiesburg. They finished second. Uh, went to Birmingham at UAB and finished ninth. They went into West Virginia, uh, played well, finished third uh, in that event. We're led by Robbie Ladder, one of their freshmen. He finished tied for second at 75, 71, 69. So he's only two shots out of winning that tournament. So, yeah, a good event by one of their freshmen. Then next they went to Georgia State, finished sixth, and then Little Rock uh, finishing 10th. So uh, I know Eddie was excited about some of their young players coming in and new players, and uh, they really are leading the team there. Robbie Ladder from Ontario, uh, he's a freshman. He's uh, got a top five and a top 10, a 72.67 scoring average. And then Bryce Wilkinson coming in, um, he's got a low round of 65. He's got a top five and a top 10. He's got right at a 72.5 scoring average. And then they had this the kid from Thailand, um, Tongpai Ratanayan. <laughs> so, I know I messed it up. Good effort. But uh, he's from Thailand. I know he was really excited about him coming in as well. So he's right there at a 73 scoring average. So, I think, yeah, he was really banking on some of these these young players and new players coming in and making an impact. I think that's exactly what's happening. So, you know, he's, they're definitely building there, too. According to Golfstat, they are 122. So they're, they're, I think they're making some progress there. Definitely going in the right direction. So I think yeah, a good start for them going into going into spring out of fall. So they've got a couple stops in SEC schools. They go to Auburn, Mizzou, and Mississippi State uh, before their conference tournament in uh, Texas Arcana. So uh, they definitely have some challenging tournaments. Um, hopefully they can keep that momentum going. But you know, overall, college golf is in a really good place right now. Um, you know, the teams you know playing well. We've got some good individual performances, and and you know I think it's going to be hopefully something that's fun to watch and something that you know everybody is interested in uh it's not quite as flashy as and as much attention as you know other college sports but there's a lot of good stuff going on in our state right now yeah for sure i mean and you say not as flashy and doesn't get as much attention but these you know these, these guys and girls are they're up at 5 30 every morning in the way absolutely room and 
and working hard with you know with not the same they're not filling up stadiums on a, on a Saturday afternoon for people to come watch them with these they are out there working just as hard as anybody else at their craft and it's fun to see you know the 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 rewards of of that hard work and it you know it looks like like you said I mean golf in the, you know in Mississippi is in good hands right now and it is it's on the rise at this college level and you know, I'm, in, I'm excited to see, you know, where each of these teams go in the spring. Everybody's at a little bit different spot and everybody's at a little bit different stage in their, you know, developments right. of their programs. But always fun to, to watch this and, and see how it goes. Yeah, I've got some good momentum and, and you know, teams are uh, we're heading in the right direction. So that's that's very good to see. Well, that's a that's a great overview of the of the fall seasons for yeah. the division one schools. Um, you know, as, as well, like I said, and then on the next episodes, we will focus on, on some of the, you know, division two, II, division three schools and some of the JUCOs. Cause there is a ton of, of college golf going on in Mississippi and we don't want to, we don't really want to shortchange anybody. So we want no, to yeah, there's, they're all of, they're all in, in great places right now from different levels. JUCOs are incredible. So kind of just hit some overview of some of those schools as well. And just kind of, Give you an idea of, of where we are as the state, and it's it's looking really good. Yeah, as you remember, a few weeks ago we were joined by JP Gidry of Gidry Golf and Sport, um, just talking about the importance of of fitness in in the game, and and he's been gracious enough to to record a few kind of training tips over for over the this winter season. As you kind of we all kind of go into hibernation mode of let's just get out of the cold and maybe not play as much golf, but. He's been he's been good enough to record a, a five or six part series here just to talk about the importance of fitness and and we're gonna play that for you now. Hey there, everybody! JP Gidry here with Gidry Golf and Sport. Uh, I want to thank Mississippi Golfer Podcast for giving me this opportunity. Uh, what I'm going to put together here is a six-part segment on my five pillars of golf performance training. Uh, today will be number one of six, and today we're just going to kind of put together an overview, a little bit about what I do and then what my five pillars are, and then we'll dig a little deeper into each one on the remaining segments. So um, as I said, my name's J.P. Gidry. I'm with Gidry Golf and Sport. Uh, I'm a physical therapist as well as a strength coach. I'm TPI level two certified. Um, and what I do is I work with golfers as well as, um, other athletes, uh, tennis, baseball, mostly rotational sports. Um, I work with as well as non-athletes or kind of your weekend warriors, um, who just want to be able to function in life, to, uh, enjoy recreational sports, enjoy time on the course or the courts with their friends um, well into the years who want to stay healthy, stay pain-free, stay fit. I help people with post-rehab training, so those that have maybe had a surgery, had an injury that are done with their physical therapy, um, but still want to get to a higher level than where they're at. Um, and so uh, in just regular general health, wellness, building strength, losing weight, all those things. Um, so my five pillars of golf performance training, um, and these aren't in any particular order or of importance, um, but they are number one is building a solid strength base. Um, I think this is a highly um, uh, underutilized part for most golfers. You know, most golfers I talk to think they need to stretch more, they need more mobility. When I test them, most golfers need way more strength than they need more mobility. Number two is mobility. So 
I don't want to demean that. You know, mobility is an important part of the golf swing, so we do need that. Number three is power development, and this kind of builds off that strength base, so we need to have a good, a good strong, solid strength base, and then we need to use that strength um, to produce power um, and, and build a powerful and, and, and fast golf swing. Number four is building good nutritional habits, both in general day-to-day life as well as on the course to support our energy levels, to support our training. And lastly, number five is recovery. Um, And that will encompass things like sleep, stress management, mental health, uh, and, and positive social relationships. So those are my five pillars of golf performance training and really you can throw in uh, those are pretty good pillars for any sports performance training as well as just general health and wellness. Um, you know, if you're doing good and managing all those areas, each five of those areas, uh, you're probably doing pretty well in life and, and staying healthy, staying well, and, and performing well at your sport. Uh, so, again, uh, you can reach me at John Paul, J O H N P A U L, at Gidry, G U I D R Y P T dot com with any questions throughout this. Um, you can find me on social media at Gidry Golf and Sport, uh, as well as on YouTube, plenty of exercise demonstrations and educational videos um, <coughs> at Gidry Golf and Sport. Uh, my website is www.gidrygolfandsport.com. And I also have a free Facebook group. Uh, it's called uh, The Lifelong Athlete. Um, uh, and tons of free content there. So feel free to join that as well. Um, so again, look forward to getting into this. And this is the five pillars of golf performance training. Thanks again to Mississippi Golfer Podcast for having me on. All right, so that was really fun to hear again from JP and just to kind of hear the overview of what we're going to be sharing over the next several weeks, several weeks of episodes just as we go into this winter season. But Matt, always a pleasure to to talk golf and we look forward to doing it again next week. Have a good one. Absolutely, you too. Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.